Carol Ofori, yeah. East Coast Radio. All right, if you're just joining us, welcome. Um, this morning we started off the show saying that if you know anyone who has any affiliations to the Ukraine, family, friends, maybe you are a Ukrainian citizen living in South Africa, we'd love to talk to you. I believe things there are really getting hectic. The latest I'm seeing is Newsroom Africa uh, tweeting that uh, breaking news, the Ukraine Defense Minister tells citizens to make Molotov cocktails, okay? Now, in simple South African terms, that's a petrol bomb. That's exactly what it is, a petrol bomb. It consists of any type of alcohol or menthol or something that's flammable. Um, you use a bottle, just a normal bottle, and um, yeah, we just know it as a petrol bomb. So now the Ukraine Defense Minister has told all citizens to go ahead and make Molotov cocktails. So that just shows you the extent of the situation on the ground in the Ukraine, aside from the fact that um, already hundreds of people have been killed in that country. Right now, though, uh, we are so happy that we were able to get a hold of someone who has some sort of relationship in that country, Nikki de Villiers. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Hi, Carol. I'm well, thanks. And you? Good. It must be quite scary when you switch on your TV screens and seeing a place you used to call home going up in yeah. flames. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And I mean, the Ukrainians are just such wonderful people. They're such calm, peaceful, lovely, friendly people. And it's just so sad because, and they never, ever saw it coming. I mean, for, for weeks I've been saying to, to my boss over there, um, my family are very worried about me coming back here. And she's saying, tell them to relax. You know, you live in South Africa, it's probably far more dangerous there. This is a peaceful place. You know, our Russian brothers would never, ever attack us. And Putin's just trying to irritate the West. And she said, don't even look at the Western media. And um, so I was over there in January. And when I came home, I started looking a bit more at the Western media. Right. And I sent her a message again. And I said, Yo, Natasha, things aren't looking great from our side. She said, no, she said, everything's fine. Her husband um, is very sort of, he's a big businessman in Kiev. And um, he has contacts with lots of people. And she said, no, my husband has word on the ground that nothing's going to happen we're just carrying on. And then on, I think last week, I sent her a message again. And I said, yo, Natasha, I'm getting very cold feet now. Mm. Things not looking great. You know, Putin has said he's going to pull some of, some of his forces back. And he hasn't. So um, I actually made up a bit of a white lie, which is a bit bad because I was due to fly on Friday. And I didn't also want them to think that I wasn't committed to the family and my job. And I didn't trust them because I do. Right. And um, so I made up a bit of a white line. I said, yeah, you know, I can actually, I'm going to end up missing my flight to Joburg on Friday afternoon. Can I maybe change my ticket to Wednesday? But I also just wanted to see what he was going to do over the weekend. Right. Uh, you know, he was with the Belarusian president and doing all these bombings and things. And on Tuesday, I called it. I just said to her, I said, I can't. I'm afraid. I said, you know, my children here, people are asking them, is your mum going back to, to Ukraine? And I said, my family are beside themselves here. And thank right. goodness I did, because I, I would be there now. So, so yeah, just a huge put, sense of relief, but I'm also devastated for the people and my family that are there. Right. So, so Nikki, let's put everybody in the picture. Um, you have been living and working in the UK, Ukraine for the past three years, correct? Yes, so, yeah. So I do two-week shifts. I work for, I'm a nanny, like okay. a, Mary, a governess. It's called a rota governess. And I was a teacher in South Africa for like 20 years. And basically, I speak English to the child, take him to school, I mean, I live a very um, wonderful life there. I mean, they bodyguards and um, yeah, chefs you, and you drivers. Yeah, billionaire, right? Are you yeah, Canadian yeah, billionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought it. You know, that he's so connected there. So, and, and when I spoke to Natasha last night, I had a FaceTime call with them, and she just said, "Nikki, I can't." She said, "I'm so sorry. I promised you that I would not put your life in danger." And she said, "It happened. Nobody can believe it." She said, "My Russian friends are phoning me and saying we're so sorry." No, but they've got family and friends, and we've had lots of Russian people come and say, 
in the house with us. We've been on holiday with Russian people. Wow. And she said it's brother attacking brother at the moment, and they're just devastated as well. So um, when you spoke to her last night, did she give you any indication of whether they felt safe? Are they still in Ukraine? They're petrified. They're petrified. She said she woke up to these loud, loud bombs and phoned all her family immediately. They were going to try to leave. They've got a house in the mountains, but um, they were waiting for all that traffic to die down. And then they got a message from um, the president to say, no, she's got two older boys as well, um, 24 and 25, um, and they can't leave now because all no men are allowed to leave Kiev right. or I've seen so her. she's stuck there with her boys. She doesn't want to leave them and maybe go up to the country and into Poland. And they were going into the basement of their apartment as a bomb shelter last night. Oh, I have gosh. sent her a message this morning just to check that everything's okay. And she's read the message, but I haven't. she hasn't replied. Um, and I've also sent Gleb, the little boy that I look after, a message. Oh, my goodness. Um, and you look and after, he, how old are the kids that you look after? He's then? just turned 13. He's just oh. turned 13. I mean, he was quite relaxed about it yesterday. We were, There's a, an app like WhatsApp called Viber, so we were sending messages over Viber, and it was quite funny. You are saying, like, well, it's not funny, but he was saying, yeah, all day it's been like kaboom and boom, and they're jets flying over. He says, don't worry, I'm staying alive. Um, but last night when I chatted to him, I could see he was a little bit more nervous. Um yeah, no, it's, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. They never, ever saw it coming. I mean, I was there three weeks ago walking around. I kept saying to my parents, it's such a lovely place and it's so safe and you would never, you know, compared to where we live, um, it's, you'd never think that this is going to be a place where there's going to be a war. So, yeah, it's very sad. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's devastating. And outside of the family that you worked for, did you also make other friends there? Have you made contact with them? Yeah, I did have one South African friend, believe it or not, whose husband worked at the British school where um, where Gleb goes to school. But they they've left Ukraine. They're now in in Bangkok. But they so I knew her. But other than that, all of the staff they don't speak very much English at all. Mm. But I have learnt a little bit of Russian. But I do have relationships with them, um, and I you know I see them every day. I speak to them. The drivers, the chefs. Um, they've all gone home. To their houses, and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'll find out from from Natasha what what's happening with them. But she just said that that everybody has gone home, all of the staff. But she also said that she couldn't believe she went down to Silpo, which is a little um, little supermarket like the spa. Mm-hmm. And Ukrainians are quite reserved people normally. Um, I always joke that nobody ever talks in the street or anything like that. And and she said everybody was so friendly, a lot like what we happened during the looting where she says, everybody's put up notices, if you need this medication, I've got this. And she said, um, if anybody needs food, and everybody's rallied together. So she said, there's been a massive sense of community. But they live in, a, in an unbelievably wealthy community, probably the most wealthy community in Kiev. She just said, everybody has just really rallied together. Wow. And how are, was, you, what are, how are you doing? And, and what are your plans going to be now? Because you, <laughs> well, I don't have a job to go back to at the moment. Right. <laughs> so... But, um, uh, yeah, so I don't know how that will, that will play out. Um, I don't know if they will leave Kiev now or go to Switzerland or that's what they have done that in the past. I mean, I found a bit selfish saying that when considering where they are. Um, but we'll just have to see how it does play out. Um, last night I hardly slept worrying about them and worrying also sounds a bit selfish about the fact that I was so close to being there I, right. and I would have been you in the bomb shelter. You were almost on that flight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was on the flight. Yeah. My bag is still packed. I haven't unpacked my suitcase. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, my daughter sent me a message, and she just said, thank you so much for not going. Thank you so much for not going. Um, and that, that I think, is, was 
you know, a bit, a bit stressful for me where I kept on thinking, oh my goodness, I would have, my husband says I'm very dramatic, but yeah. um, I just imagine being stuck there yeah. and you, you just can't get out. And you know, it's one thing at the moment. You know, it's one thing as South Africans who went through July, the lootings, which are, which were on the ground, right? People on the ground breaking in, doing things. But when things are happening in the air that is out of your control, that is yeah. another level of scary. When you hear yeah. like bombs going off, yeah. it is another level of scary. Look, Nikki, we're going to keep your number and we'd love to keep in touch with you and find out how okay, cool. your family okay, over how there the family is doing. doing yeah. yeah, we'd love to keep in touch with you yeah. around that. So thank you so much for getting in okay. touch and sharing the story. We appreciate, we appreciate okay. it. Okay, thanks so much, Carol. Thank you Enjoy so much. You too, okay. thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. That's Nikki de Villiers now. She um, works, worked in the Ukraine and has a, a Ukrainian family that she's working for, billionaire family that she's working for. And um, we'll keep in touch with her to find out how that family's doing and also how she's doing during this time because it's, it's a very tough one. Carol Ofori, weekdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.